excited that you were able to join us once again. And as always, we ask that you would like and share and subscribe if you have not already done so. And then there's a bell in the upper right-hand corner that you can click so that you can be notified every time that we come on. So today, uh, Dr. Larry will continue in our personal development study. Normally, we're not assembling here live on Sunday mornings, but we are today. And we're glad that you're able to join us. If you have a question, be sure to put it in the chat and we will do our best to answer it while we're online. To you, Dr. Larry. All right, appreciate it, Dr. Renee, Assistant Pastor. Appreciate you so very much and all your labor of love. And I know that uh, uh, women that are functioning in ministry uh, get a whole lot of feedback from a religious, traditional uh, way of thinking. All right. I'm well aware of that, but I ain't, ain't thinking about that mess. And also, I am aware there are a lot of women in ministry that are self-appointed out of rebellion and hurt. You see, I'm not getting into that right now. Oh, that'll work. That's a concept. Yeah, so we're talking about contaminated belief system. Uh, the danger of possessing a contaminated uh, belief system. So that concept of, it's, it's poisonous. That's a religious concept telling a, it's actually telling the Holy Spirit that you cannot place a woman in leadership. That, that, that's, that, that's, that's, that's what that, that is doing. Uh, is telling a woman that, okay, so I just saw something and I'm gonna have to take care of that. And I want Dr. Nay uh, to uh, uh, kind of give us some words in that area based on scripture. All right. Specifically? Yeah. Based on a, 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 a concept. Well, yeah. So um, I'm really, I want to say I'm really grateful for this teaching because many of us, we have been raised in quote unquote the church. And there were so many traditions, things that were taught uh, that were contrary to the word of Elohim. We didn't even realize it. So when the word comes forth and then we see that it's different from what we're accustomed to, uh, I don't know about you, but for myself, my, I came to like a screeching halt. I was like, wait a minute, what's going on here? I thought I knew what I knew. So I had to make a decision to receive that word. But before that word could go in, something had to be uprooted. The wrong misconception had to be uprooted out of my mind, out of my life, because this is what I was accustomed to. So it's very important as kingdom ambassadors that we make sure that we make the exchange, not what I want, not what I have been accustomed to, but definitely embrace what the Father is saying so that that word can permeate our lives and so that we can be changed. And then oftentimes uh, when we uh, get a word and, it, and we have that resistance, it's because there's a stronghold, a demonic belief system that has been embedded in us that the father has to deal with if we allow him to do so. So thank you, Dr. Larry, for allowing me to share that. And um, is is there anything else you want me to share? Oh, that's great. Um, okay. You know, we can go in, down into it, but I just want her to express that. And uh, that's one concept that's out here that's very toxic. 
uh, and it actually uh, continued to depress uh, Isha, Masa Izanige, depress uh, the woman and uh, just abuse women and put them in a area uh, that they should never be in. Women are very powerful, very unique. And at the same time, the secular world got a hold to it and developed feminism that is not of the kingdom government, that's of the secular humanistic government. And even in our own city, you know, I was in a room with the mayor and I shared this with you often. And his one of his main agendas was empower women. All right. So I guess you're going to leave, just continue to bust up the foundation, which the family stand on and empower the women, build his nice house and put it on a broken foundation and continue to uh, destroy the design of the family. Because that is exactly what he said. And that is exactly what is happening. So you hear these concepts out here. They are in humanistic religion uh, as well as as well as. Uh, the secular government. You see, you can't fix anything if you don't go back to the manufacturer, manufacturer of that product and what his will and his desire. So dealing with ministry, uh, I'm not going to get into that, but it's a lot in there. And th that's a toxic concept to tell a woman what she cannot do or tell the Holy Spirit what he cannot do with a woman based on Adam being the first on the earth. And we talked about uh, that seed uh, principle. Adam was a seed for all human race. The father always, he created what he want to create and put a seed in it. He did it with Adam, created a male man, a human, and put a seed in that human that would reproduce other humans in his likeness and in his image. Uh, initially, it was supposed to be in the image and likeness of Elohim. All right. And we see in Genesis, Bereshit chapter five, after the act of rebellion was committed and mankind fell from their position of righteousness, that Adam uh, and Masa Izaniged, they produce uh, children in Adam's own likeness, not the Holy Spirit, but in his like own likeness, in his image, in a rebellious state. So the man, father, source is the uh, origin of all human. Then what the father do? He created trees and in the tree, he put a, put a seed. He put seed, everything he created, he put seed in it so it can continue to reproduce. So that, that toxic uh, concept of using what a man had at first, no, when the father commanded the man, he automatically commanded his seed in every human being that would come from him to cultivate the earth and make earth just like heaven, to colonize the earth. So when he spoke to Adam, he spoke to all human beings. That's, that's the way that works. So to use that to say what a woman can't do is to actually continue on in a choice uh, to hold fast to religion and tradition rather than receive the light, which is knowledge of the kingdom and be educated. So that's, that's, a, that's, that's a concept. Now, uh, since we mentioned that, and we got teaching in these areas, and of course, I did say there are a lot of uh, women pastors who are self-appointed, uh, women, what they call apostles, that's not a, the correct word, though, that's come from the Greek, it's Shalak, uh, uh, who are doing it and self-appointed. And you got women uh, ministry groups, you got 
just for women only and stuff like this. I, I don't, I, I, how can you have unity and you, you constantly separating stuff? That, that's not unity. That's, that's the constant division between men and women. The father did not start it off like that. <laughs> My goodness, Negad, the uh, last name that the father gave to the woman to identify her, her purpose and her design uh, was a communicator and to be in the face of a man, communicating, assisting him, not separate, going off on some conference somewhere about it. Anyway, all right. So you got all this stuff going on, you know, uh, wrong, two wrongs don't make a right, like mom and them used to say, two wrongs never make a right. But I tell you one thing, uh, once we receive knowledge of the government of the kingdom, it make it right. It make it totally right. So those are religious concepts. And we stopped on number four because uh, that's that's what we're dealing with. Now, subtopic for study is making a stand for the king. Uh, uh, the danger of a contaminated belief system making a stand for the kingdom, because when we teach in a series like this or a thought or idea, then I give you subtopics so that if you want to go back and study, you know what subtopic to look for and you can find it easily. We have a library on YouTube where you can go back and study the different uh, 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 topics and subjects uh, that we are teaching. Now, here is um, another thing. Uh, concept uh, and it's based on racial hatred, <clears throat> based on racial hatred and religious people are notorious for this. And that is doing mission work uh, to other people and looking over the people right next door to them. Now I, I glanced, uh, I was walking in and I glanced at something, you know, get this little extra thing here and it has stuff on it. And it said uh, the help that Memphis gave to Ukraine. I'm dealing with religion. We're going back to point number four. And all this is a product what we're talking about of a contaminated belief system. And it was saying the help that Memphis uh, have given to Ukraine. Now, of course, uh, the the humanistic religious system say that this is Black History Month uh, uh, based on Gregorian calendar. I'll give you one month out of 12, Well, Okay. All right, so that's why we don't conform to that. We teach history, real history, uh, throughout the year. But this sign said um, what Memphis have done for Ukraine, and Memphis population is 65% Black, 65%. And Memphis have a poverty level that's, that's it's, it's just too embarrassed to even mention. It's too embarrassed to even mention the children in Memphis that are living under the poverty level, you see, 65% black. So that tells me that the same, uh, and, and religious folk support stuff like this. So the same <clears throat> oppressive spirit and hideous evil spirit that existed years ago is still running its course. And religion was used as a foundation of duties uh, a notorious things to other people, human beings, who the father created on this earth. You know, I'm talking about the era of forced labor and slavery. So uh, my thing is, th is this right here. Memphis don't even help their own. So all that money that was sent somewhere else, I know who is doing it. it it's not Black folk, because Black folk in Memphis are not at the top in terms of financial possessions, you, you see. 
So you got all, these people are supporting each other still. I'm talking about the, the racism and race, ra racial hate. Racism is a race, financial race, actually. And this race, uh, the rules of the race, you can damage, uh, uh, hurt, do harm to any other race of people to benefit your own race so you can win economics. That's what racism is. Now, racial hate is the root and the foundation of racism. So because of racial hate, this is why Memphis have done what they did. You see, uh, if it wasn't racial hate, then Memphis, the people in Memphis who are owning the money, would help their own people, don't care what color you are, and eliminate all these children being born in poverty, raised in poverty, and continue on to be in poverty. It, it's stupid, it's hideous, and it's religious. It's, it's very religious. That's another toxic, uh, religious uh, poison pill that has constantly been pumped down a belief system of people and religion was used to do it. Someone uh, said that, uh, someone was telling me, I think my wife was telling me, she heard someone say uh, that the oppressors took the Bible and gave it to uh, uh, native, uh, not native born black Americans, but Africans and uh, the Africans closed their eyes. And when he woke up, the people who gave them the Bible had their land, had took their people. Religion was used to consecrate uh, slave ships. Catholic priests would bless the slave, slave ships. Uh, Eastern European used finance and owned the insurance companies to insure, insure those ships. The same folk that, you know, get the money for the Holocaust and all that kind of stuff, you know. So it's it's so it's so bad, you know, and it's been so bad so long that many are in such a deep sleep that if you was to slap inside the head, beat them, pour water on them with truth, they still wouldn't wake up. That's how toxic, toxic a religion is and how poison uh, the majority of the people on this earth belief system is. It's been done using religion. So let's go to our notes, uh, point number four, uh, make a stand for the kingdom. Let's go to the notes. That's where we left off at and uh, it call out the difference in religion from government and uh, the kingdom of Elohim. Calling out, I think I noticed the wrong uh, uh, PowerPoint there. Uh, we on the same one, uh, the danger, you can take that down with, uh, contaminated belief system. I don't know that I, maybe I did something to uh, send the wrong thing. I don't know. I'll check it. But um, on that point right there, uh, we'll, we've got to make a stand. Let me do this. Make a stand uh, for the kingdom and making a stand for the kingdom. That's after after we have uh, yeah, I sent the right one. That's after, oh, he got the right one. He just need to go down no, maybe I sent the wrong one. I did. Okay, that that's that's after the uh, toxic that's in the belief system has been uprooted. Then we can make a stand. But prior to that, forget making a stand. How can we make a stand? And we're still full full of poison. You know, it it just it just doesn't uh, work like that. It doesn't work like that. All right. 
Now, let me um, give me a moment. I'm going to uh, try to um, get this right uh, PowerPoint over to our ministry tech. And it's the same one we use in uh, Thursday, but I understand it on a different computer. So I can teach without it, but I, I just want you to see some things. And this time I'm going to check prior to that. So I want one of the elders to um, give us another. Yeah, there, that's the right one. Give us another religious concept that's very toxic and is doing more damage than good. And if you don't, um, if you don't detox your belief system of that, you'll never be able to be impactful, influential, and change it. All right, so go right ahead. Do I have any volunteers? Yes. So uh, another um, huge industry or system, and in particular for uh, ambassadors, is uh, the gospel music industry. Uh, I think because we know that music enters in the, in the soul unfiltered, many people open their hearts up, open their minds up, open themselves completely up when they listen to gospel music, thinking that it's pure. But a lot of those um, artists in the industry are corrupted and just as corrupted as the secular government. But it's just like the scripture says, you know, you have to be careful of those who dress themselves up in sheep's clothes, but they're wolves. They're, they're uh, in a, a, a lifestyle of hypocrisy. And so when they do that, because it's downloaded in their belief system, it comes out in the music. And then you have individuals who say they believe in the father or just wanting to worship the father. However, <laughs> they open themselves up and receive all that impurity, all that error. And they wonder why doubt is set in, um, uh, ignorance is set in, unbelief is set in. It's because of you allowing those things and you're not checking them. And uh, so that's one of the misconceptions that a lot of believers kind of fall into. And when you deal with those areas, when you deal with the music, you get a lot of people that get upset. They get rebellious. And so it really just shows what they're rooted in. So that's one of the misconceptions that I see. Uh, yeah, see, see, you're going to keep on. I'm, I'm, I'm going to really have to pull the cape on you. <laughs> I don't know that man. I don't know him. Any part of y'all ministry? Nope, I ain't never saw him. I promise. I, ain't, I, I don't know him. <laughs> <laughs> he gonna bring up and that's that's a huge one it's that's a huge one and you mixing the uh, supposedly uh sacred with the secular the minute stuff never started off sacred but you got people declaring that they are holy that they are born again that they are spirit filled they are knowing it but but at the same time they're mixing all the trash of the uh, uh spirit of darkness influence with their music and uh, condoning, ordaining, enabling a continual spread of secular humanistic demonic uh, music uh, to people who actually have confessed that they have been born again. That's another concept and it's toxic and it's religion. Religion always makes it, most people think religion is them sanctified folk. They, you can't go to movie, you can't bowl, you can't do that. No, the most religious people are the ones that are out there developing their own way of worship, using this present culture as a foundation to spring off of. You don't have to change anything. You don't have to do that. So now we have that. We're going to go to note 20 and uh, we're going to go to point four. He's going to pull it up 
excuse me, that uh, that was on me. I sent uh, the wrong notes, but we got it corrected now. All right, now, so uh, uh, point four was call out the difference in religion from the government and the kingdom of Elohim. The government and the kingdom of Elohim. Now, when we talk about when we talk about, uh, can y'all see that whole that whole thing there? Or is it going off the, no, we got it too big? Okay, minister, check, uh, downsize that a little bit. It's too big, you can't see it. All right, so you see the government of the kingdom, you can take it down. The government of the kingdom, until you uh, get it straight out, the government of the kingdom has no parts, no pillars, which are supportive foundational posts. Uh, no education, no knowledge of religion. The government of the kingdom consists of the king policy, his laws, his precepts, his plans, uh, his principles that he designed before he created mankind to govern the mankind that he created by. And the Holy Spirit is the governor. I heard Elder Christmas mention it, it was real good. Is the governor, and one of the responsibilities of a governor is to enforce the laws, the rules, the principles, the precepts of the king and his kingdom upon the hearts of those who say that they are citizens of the kingdom. I don't, I don't need it now. I don't need the notes up now, you can take them down. Now, the governor responsibility also is to conform the citizens of that country to the culture of the ruling nation or the king who owned that territory that those people have become citizens of. That's what governors do. Just like uh, this, this outbreak, this cancerous, uh, evil uh, perception of law enforcement relative to native-born Black men and taking their lives. Whether they're Black or white on law enforcement, they'll do the same thing to a Black man that they would not do to a white man or a white woman. It's just truth. It's fact. We have seen this over and over again. Nobody, no one can deny that. All right. So to, to say that that doesn't exist or to say that it, it doesn't matter is to speak from a source of lie. You see. So government the governor, that's why it was, the governor, uh, many people want to march on the White House, uh, stop highways and do this and do that. But the governor of this state is the one who is responsible for upholding and enforcing the law of that state that say that you treat everybody as citizens. You don't select and racial profile, no one, because everybody's under the same law and everybody's paying taxes. That's the governor responsibility. I'm just, I'm just giving you this 
so you can understand how important the governorship of the Holy Spirit is in terms of kingdom laws. So if the governor doesn't enforce the laws in those states, it's going to continue on because people are directing their uh, activities in the wrong direction. Go march on the governor house of that state. I mean, expose him. He's the one and the district attorney who can stop that stuff. They're not stopping it. They're not stopping it. You see. All right. So the Holy Spirit is the one who conform us to the culture of the kingdom, king and his dominion. What is culture? A set of what? Beliefs, common beliefs, uh, behavior, how things are done, laws, principle. You see it now? <laughs> you seeing it? That that that's that that's what that's what it is. And his and the king's dominion. Uh, those principles and rules and laws come from him, his dominion, and this is how he rule and dominate. So the Holy Spirit is in us to conform us to the kingdom culture. It's not a religion. It's not a religion. So it's easy to understand now that the universal church is not the kingdom. The kingdom is not a religious system. It's not a denomination. It's not Christianity. It's a king and his dominion, period. Man developed his own religious method of, a, of, a, of, of identifying with a king and his dominion by coming up with a word called Christianity. Where's well, in the Bible three times? It's not in scripture though. When you get through, Cletus, it's not in scripture. It's in translations that were produced by Europe and European colonization being used in the writing of those translations. The same thing that was done during the transatlantic slavery when people were brought over here and owned and they served them from their name and took on the name of the oppressors who brought them to their country. The Bible is, a, is the same, ain't no difference. <laughs> so when you look at the Bible, you got to find scriptures in the Bible, but that's what we've been taught. And the governor, Holy, the Holy Spirit is not responsible to enforce no religion. Uh, Elder Mitchell was teaching yesterday how to pray for leadership the right way and how the father did not ordain all leadership. Well, the Bible said all authority come from him. But you look at over in FEM, he'll say that there are evil authorities. So you're saying that the father ordained evil? That's, that, that's what you were saying, you see. So the Holy Spirit is our governor and he governed citizens of the king's dominion, not religion, not religion. All right, now, so calling out the difference between a religion and the government king. All right, now let's let's look at um, let's look at. We're gonna go to Matthew Yahoo. Um, let me see which one I want. We're gonna go to Matthew Yahoo. 
Uh, let's look at 15, one through nine. 15, one through nine. 15, one through nine. Let's look at this. <clears throat> and it's, it's going to get it up in a minute. Uh, and I really like 23. I'm going to show you some things. Seven woes uh, to those traditional leaders. And, and, and when you're sure what he was dealing with, Matthew 15, one through nine. And if, if, if you let me share the screen, I, I can do it because I got this note up that, that's got him on there. Okay. And I, I need also, uh, all right, there we go. One through nine. Okay. Um, all right, Dr. Nate Gordon, start reading for us. Then some of Pharisees and teachers of the law came to Yeshua from Jerusalem and asked, why do your disciples break the traditions of the elders? They don't wash their hands before they eat. Wait a minute, Dr. Nate. Now I'll be in, I'm, you know, I'll be jumping in on this. Okay. Now, why, why, why do they break the tradition? Okay, I think the scripture moved around to where we were. Let's go back to verse what one and two is where you were. Okay. All right. Uh, could you go back up? Thank you. Why did they break the traditions of the elders? Now, uh, what I was looking for earlier, I was looking over it, laws of the kingdom. We did a teaching on laws of the kingdom. And one section, uh, topic, subtopic was dealing with the tradition of the elders. Now, when you look at scripture, when you look at scripture and you look at the word law, and if you trust the English translation that came directly from a Greek translation, you're going to be deceived, period. And Christian scholars believe that the, and it was, the New Testament was translated from the Greek, but the Messianic scriptures were translated from the Hebrew. Now, the New Testament, that term, that phrase was coined by a Catholic bishop, Melito of Sardis, around 150 AD. Not the Holy Spirit, again, you, you seeing it? Because the Catholic, which means universal church, started religion, started the ecclesia of the church, which was based on a Greek theory of leadership, whereas this political party, this cabinet that hosted Caesar in terms of making sure, another word for Caesar's Lord, that what he said came to pass and his laws were put in place and put in action, they had to be uh, blue eyes, brown hair, uh, thin nose, thin lips. In other words, you, they could not be brown or black skin. They had to be European descent. And they also had to have charisma. Take that down for a moment. They had to have charisma. Now, charisma, this is the word, the Greek word that when they translated into English, the word grace come from the Greek word charisma. Now, let's go back to the folk in their native language and what it meant to them versus what the translators have, have hooked people with in terms of placing darkness over their eyes. This Greek theory of leadership, they had to have charisma. And if you look it up, separate from religious interpretation, it means to be endowed or gifted by the gods. 
say like some of the Baptist preachers be turn to Matthew verse. Y'all heard it before. Y'all sit right there. You heard it. Verse 29. Oh, we have been entertained, have we not? All right. In, endowed or gifted by the gods, therefore they possessed divine giftings and they had charisma. Those were the only people who qualified to be a part of the ecclesia. That's where the word church come from. It doesn't emanate from Hebrew origin, meaning it did not come from the Holy Spirit. It came from religion. So that word charisma, all right? So, and what they did, make sure that everything he said was put in law, okay? Now, you got the traditional, now, here, here, I know I was. That word law in your English translation come from a Greek word again. It's the Greek word at that time that the Hebrew scriptures were hacked up and translated and transliterated. At that time, there was only one Greek word that existed for law. You know, they don't change it now. You know, they, they got the hand paws exposed. Now they're trying to change it to keep people deceived. So they got other words in there. But at the time that the translations were done, it was the Greek word nomos, which means law. There is no distinction, distinction, whether it's not, whether it's applying to traditional laws of the elders, ritual law, civil law, or laws of the kingdom. You don't know. That was done purposely. If they went to the Hebrew and brought it from the Hebrew like it should have been, there are about four different Hebrew words to bring a clear-cut understanding of which law that the text was made making reference to. So now we go back to our scripture when he said the traditional law of the elders and folk tell me we not under the law. Well, he wasn't talking about the laws of the kingdom. He was actually talking about laws that elders made up and constituted and put into uh, law. You got ritual law, ceremonial law, dietary law. None of that falls under the category of the law of the kingdom. So many discover these laws and try to send folk to heaven because, I mean, hell, because of what they are eating. And the law that uh, influence and regulate uh, dietary is embedded in the laws of the kingdom. Man having dominion and intelligence, using his intelligence and the knowledge he received from Elohim to know what we should and should not eat. Got the same folk sending people to heaven for uh, hell for eating. I keep saying heaven, eating uh, the hell for eating catfish. You turn right around and go to the salad bar that's filled with toxics and 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 uh, chemicals to kill the insects and herbicide and and totally fill your body with poison. See, it's, 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 it's a toxic belief system as a result of a lack of knowledge of the kingdom. Now we know, let me, let me straighten the catfish out. Catfish 
doesn't the skin doesn't filter out mercury in the water. If you have a high content of mercury in the water and you eat it, it's getting in your body. Same way with king mackerel, same way with swordfish, uh, same way with sharks. Their, their bodies are full of toxins and poison. And the longer they live, the more toxic they are. Now, we, we, we have knowledge of that. So if you go eat the catfish, it's not that eating the catfish that's breaking uh, the dietary laws of the kingdom. It's being rebellious and letting food dominate your body. And you know it's bringing destruction on your body, but you act a mew and go eat it anyway. So I said the word mew. You know the other word. The first thing they called a mule was a jackass. And that's what you, me, and all of us do when we continue to slop stuff in our stomach that's killing us and we are reproached against the government of the kingdom. But we laugh it off. You got to die from something. I don't think you're going to heaven because you have no respect for life. Just go on, die, and go to hell if you got to die for something. That's another toxic religious concept that's killing people by the thousands right now as we speak. Congestive heart failure, diabetes, and stuff like this linked direct to dietary habits are killing folk every day. More than uh, the COVID that came, and they just blowed that up. Folk were still dying more from heart failure than they were from COVID. Okay, let's go back to this verse. Teach Holy Spirit. Let's go back uh, to that passage there, and Dr. Nick continue to read. Verse three, Yeshua replied, and why do you break the laws of the kingdom for the sake of your tradition? For Elohim said, honor your father and mother, and anyone who curses their father or mother is to be put to death. But you say that if anyone declares that what might have been used to help their father or mother is devoted to Elohim, they are not to honor their father or mother with it. Thus, you nullify the word of Elohim for the sake of your tradition. You hypocrites. Uh, Isaiah, how do you pronounce Isaiah? Yeshaya. Yeshaya was right when he prophesied about you. Keep reading, Barry. That's good. He can bring it up. <laughs> These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. They worship me in vain. Their teachings are merely human rules. Okay, you can take it down. Their teaching is, is merely human what? Rules. rules. Human rules is a product of humanistic religion. Always remember that. Human rules, see, we gotta make a stand and make a difference between religion and the government of the kingdom, you see. Human rules nullify the effectiveness of the word. Nothing can stop the word, but in people, it would nullify the impact. Just like I had mentioned that statement, oh, you gotta die from something. That just nullified the word that said, I come to give you life and life more abundantly. The words say it appoint, it's appointed to man once to die, 
and you didn't make nobody, you didn't create nobody. So what the heck you doing making appointments for people and yourself that you never had a right to do it? You see, it's simple stuff. It's simple stuff that has been carried down through generations and folk dying off and, and they get to heaven and they, they shock. If they get there, they really surprised. What are you doing here? What are you doing here? I don't need you here. You were so hard here, though. You wouldn't let me use you. You influence other people. You got other people up here because of your foolishness. Other people not here because of your foolishness. We got to think about this thing. All these religious cliches, they are toxic. They are poison. You, you understand? Well, you know, the, the Lord understands. And, you know, <laughs> Holy Spirit is really comical. Don't you think so when you get to know him? Elder Chris was teaching about this as a person. He's a person. I, I appreciate you being the way you started teaching off and with honesty. She said she didn't know. <laughs> didn't know. All right. So uh, Holy Spirit say, um, how is it that, and he, he put it like this, I'm just going to say it, that a person living on earth and can't keep the laws that I give them on earth, why do you think they can come to heaven? And we don't, we don't, we don't receive lawbreakers up here. You can't break no laws up here. So if a man can't obey law on the earth, he will not obey laws in heaven. And you can't come there breaking laws. The father don't understand. Heaven is 100%, 100% conform to the word, the laws, the principles, the precepts of the king, period. What happened to Lucifer when he decided to do his own thing? Immediately, he got, they got rid of him. Father, nope, we're not having a prayer meeting, no counseling session, no repentance, no nothing. Get out. Get out now. And Michael put his little ranchy butt out with his little singing self. So how is it that why we know where it comes from? People actually think they can break laws on earth and qualify to go to heaven where there are no lawbreakers. Think about it. Think about it. There are no lawbreakers in heaven. How? how? Religion. You know what? God's grace, when his grace was on his blood, I had a pastor, you know, and he know better. Apparently he don't. I don't know what he is doing, but that was stupidity to me. You know, I don't hate nobody, but stupidity is stupidity. What y'all doing? Teaching the law? That was a demon talking and it was designed to get me upset. I don't need to get upset because it's not my word. For what? What you think? Because <laughs> we don't agree with this stupidity that emanates from the John Calvinist people, which formulated the Baptist denomination church. And I'm saying all Baptists believe this way, but Calvinists, that doctrine is embedded in many of those church creeds that's once saved, always saved, meaning you can keep breaking laws on earth and go to heaven where they don't break law. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that marvelous that the father is just that weak? And he loved us so much, he'll let lawbreakers, but now, and then, see, if that's true, then Lucifer, now Satan, he have a right to get his place back. Because he sinned, and without no uh, opportunity of repentance, because he knew if he did what he did, he wouldn't get repentance. He knew that. 
But you got mankind on earth, ain't been to no heaven, and telling the Father in heaven, we come in there, we're going to break laws here, and we're going to break laws there. It don't make sense, does it? Let's go to Matthew 23. Now, we're just making, going in scripture, going in scripture, and, and pulling the, the, the dress up on religion, and you can see all of that, that naked behind that need to be covered, all of it. Let's look at uh, Matthew 23. Matthew 23. All right. Now, and, and, and there are seven woes or warnings to the teachers of traditional law and religion that we're going to find here. Seven of them. Uh, hypocrisy. Religion. Uh, what goes with religion is an attitude of a hypocrite being too, you know, two faced. So any type of religion that's in our belief system is presenting two faces in our lifestyle and the way that we live. And people, please stop laughing stuff off. It's not funny. It is not fun at all. I'm not talking about y'all having fun. I'm talking about people with safety or telling something. They always saw songs. Yeah, you're right. That, that's how stupid that is. It's not funny when it's dealing with life and death. And again, we were not created to go to hell. I, I, I just let anybody, one of the elders, someone got a good background. You tell me, someone tell me why we were not created to go to heaven and where does that thought come from? All right. I need the ministry tech to take all that stuff down that he got on the screen now. I don't know what's going on with that. And just stay with the teacher. Now, why were we not created to go to heaven? Because we were created to um, bring heaven to the earth. Okay. All right. That's one. I know Mother L is just giving somebody opportunity, but I'm just going to keep it rolling. We were not created to go to heaven. We were created to colonize the earth and bring heaven on earth. The only reason, the only reason that any human being would go to heaven is because of the rebellion that was committed by man on earth. If mankind had never created rebellion, <clears throat> we would never enter into the country and the place, the place and the country would be on the earth as a result of us colonizing the earth and making it just like the country, the place of heaven. That's the only reason, you see. So when it's all said and done, everybody would be right here. He don't need us in heaven, he needs us on earth. Heaven is just a temporary stop off because everybody coming back to earth. But religion is heaven focused, heaven centered, and we weren't created to be in heaven. Though what religion teach, we're created to be on this earth and dominate the earth. Now, if I'm not dominating on the earth, what qualifies me to be in a place 
where the word is dominating there. And we, we got the same word. See, it's important to move from religion to rulership. We were created to rule, to dominate, to manage, to govern the earth, not heaven. You see, we got to get that in us. Now, in Matthew 23, there are seven woes of the elders. We're going to hit this right quick. We're dealing, we're just exposing religion and what religion teach versus what the government of the kingdom teach. That'll be Matthew uh, 23, chapter 23. And if another ministry tech need to help out to get you know things worked out, it'll be great. I understand there's a different computer or something going on. You see, there's a different computer going on and he's having some issues getting it up there. Okay, now it's not the tech, it's the computer zone. I understand. All right, now we're going to uh, uh, go ahead, BJ. Uh, start at verse one. And you you may want to use your, may want to use your so you can see everything. Your own scripture. Go ahead. Then Yeshua said to the crowds and to his disciples, the teachers of the law and the Pharisees sit in Moshe's seat. So you must be careful to do everything they tell you, <clears throat> but do not do what they do, for they do not practice what they preach. They tie up heavy, cumbersome loads and put them on other people's shoulders, but they themselves are not willing to lift a finger to move them. Mm. Let's keep reading. You know what? Give me the uh, hold on just a moment. Give me the the uh, verse one start with woe in that translation. No. Give me the New King James translation on that one. Ministry Tech, change that to the New King James translation. The new one, not not the archaic. New King. There we go. All right. Okay. Now. Oh, let's start at verse thirteen. There, that, that's what that's why I want to go. Look at verse thirteen. Uh, go up to verse thirteen through sixteen. Actually, it's 13 through, yeah, we're going to do 13 through 16, then 23 through 29. Uh, start of verse 13. Yeah, there we go. Let's go. <clears throat> but woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you shut up the kingdom of heaven against men. For you neither go in yourselves, nor do you allow those who are entering to go in. All right. All right. Woe. Check this out. Religious then. Religion shut up the kingdom of heaven. And we just went into teaching regarding what the kingdom of heaven is, did, did we not? So you have religion, religious leaders, stopping people from entering in the influence and dominion of the king and his dominion that is being enforced by the Holy Spirit. People, religion, stopping people from being influenced by the Holy Spirit and depending upon him to give illumination and understanding and turn it to depending on them. Come to my con conference, I'm gonna teach you about faith. Come to my conference, I'm going to teach you about healing. Oh, this is the general of, of healing. This is the, uh, I gotta have a plane so I can take this message to people. Okay, all right, so I guess you just dropped the Holy Spirit off at the airport as though he's confined within you. This, this is going on right today. I'll be in Texas. I'll be in Shonup, Texas. 
and a prophetic word is going to come from you. I got a word for you. You need to show up in Texas. We're going to, Holy Ghost going to be there. He's going to show up and he's going to show out. How come he can't show up where the people are? Because religion has said, I don't want you accessing Holy Spirit. I want you accessing me and bring your money, by the way. You see that? He's shutting up. The religion prevent people from entering. Now, notice he said the kingdom of heaven and not the kingdom of Yah or God, Elohim called God. You know, he didn't say that. He said the country, the place of heaven. Religion is a primary corporate that is preventing people from experiencing regeneration. That's what he is saying. You stopping folks from being saved by your religion. You tell them that once saved, we make a confession, you're saved, you're going to heaven. Them folks, them jokers didn't get saved. They never stopped breaking law. You tell them they do this and support you. They, they're going to uh, make it to heaven. Give money to the priest, do penance. You're going to make it to heaven. No, this is critical that we get this and see the hideous effect and impact of religion. It actually prevent people through the indoctrination uh, ever being born again. All right, that that's 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 religion. Let me check my time because I I'll be on. Okay, let's get another woe. He he did seven of them. Let's get here's another woe dealing with religion now. Okay, verse fourteen. Start at verse fourteen. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you devour widows' houses. And for a pretense, make long prayers. Therefore, you will receive a greater condemnation. Woe right. to you, scribes and Pharisees. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's, let's okay. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, for you travel. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Let's get this other one first. Slip back up to 14, because each one I want to deal with it. Slip back up. All right, for you, you devour widows' houses. These are women who husbands have made a transition and for a pretense make long prayers. All right, why didn't he mention men? Why didn't he mention men? He mentioned women who did not have a husband of or a covering that was designed by Holy Spirit or a woman who was not covered even though she was not married. See, a widow, a uh, single women that who were not married received the same benefits as, as widow did, you know, but they told them to work. And then the scripture talks about silly women. He said they're uh, over in Yud. Uh, he talks about women who were laden with sin by these false teachers. And he called them silly women laden with sin by these false teachers. These false teachers are religious teachers who go after women, a woman who reject a pastoral ministry, but submit to another teaching ministry is a silly woman. And religion targets women like that. That's what he is saying here. And he says a great uncommon nation because you're going after these women. They don't, they, they're not submitted to a husband father's covering. They don't have that, that protection there, that spiritual covering. I know you're sure in the Holy Spirit. I, I know all of that. They don't have uh, in place what's necessary to challenge different doctrine that come. They, 
because we are interdependent, not independent. They don't, they won't do that. And you go after them and you lay, load them down with sins. Oh, I don't need no pastor. I don't need no teacher. I'm self-taught. I study for myself. I this, I did. I, 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 me, me, me. As the other pastors used, used to say, that's the way it's got to be. I, myself, and me. We had a party this afternoon at three. It was I, myself, and me. I ate the sandwich and me drank the tea. That's the way it's got to be. I, myself, and me. Now, how foolish is that? It's very foolish. So we have to wake up. Wake up. All right, now, let's go to this other one. And I think we're going to stop on this one. Verse 15. Here we go. The Great Commission. I'm getting ready. The word is getting ready to challenge the Great Commission. If a coin on that toe, I suggest you move it. I really suggest you move that toe because it's coming. Verse 15, verse 15, not 16, 15. Read. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you travel land and sea to win one proselyte, proselyte, and when he is one, you make him twice as much a son of hell as yours, yourselves. Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on now. Is this the, is this the loving Jesus talking here? Yes, it is. <laughs> where, where did this come from? He didn't play with religion, and we have a right not to play with it. He detested it. He hated it, and we have a right to. And the reason people don't is because of a toxic belief system. It's contaminated. He called he, he, religion, the teachers, he called them hypocrites, two-faced. You got the, you, you're going on a great, and there is no such thing as a great commission. It's the great mandate. The great commission is a part of religion. The great mandate is a part of the government of the kingdom. There's two different things there. And we just mentioned this this morning about Memphis and I was helping Ukraine and your black folks, 65% racial population in the city of Memphis, and, and most of them suffering from poverty. You won't do nothing for them, but you want to send money to Ukraine. And bringing Ukrainians in here and giving them the better jobs. I know what's going on. See, this, this spirit of oppression is still in the United States of America, in the people. Not only government, is in a lot of people. People are still doing the same thing, and it's religious folk. So you, you, you send money to Africa and put it on TV, and you're loading food, and you're taking it there and taking it there, trying to get them to come and be a part of your religion. Well, let's just feed them. We're going to do like the Lord did. We're going to feed them first, and then we're going to preach to them and get them saved. He, he didn't, he didn't, listen, you, you're not even feeding the folk next door, down the street. They going to hell, 999 miles an hour, and you could care less. And a proselyte is someone who come in by conversion, conversion. What he was saying is that he was rebuking those Hebrewic, brown and black-skinned Yehudites, and telling them, you going all over Europe and doing this stuff here and making proselytes. Proselyte. A proselyte is a person who would practice Judaism, who is not 
a natural lineage of one of Yisik's sons or of the tribe of Yehuda. Remember there were 12. Yeshua came through the lineage of Yehuda, that tribe. That's where the word Yehuda come from or Yehudite and the English change it into Jew. There are no J's in Hebrew. That's where it come from. And all of those who are not a direct descendant of those 12 boys were proselytes. It was fine. That's what the father wanted the nation of Israel to do was to bring other nations under his covenant. All, all proselyte meant is that you're not, Yisik, not your daddy, but it, you don't have to. He don't have to be your daddy. The father, Elohim creator, is all of our daddy. And we practice his laws and his commandments is put us in a position and a place of righteousness until Yeshua, the last Adam, get back here and fix this thing permanently. So we got the Great Commission going, going here and going there. We got to get souls saved. We got to do this and we got to do that. Hypocrite. And these other thousands and millions of people are seeing this. Well, how come they can send planes? Every time something happens, they can send planes. They are the people who possessing the, possessing the wealth and controlling religion and got the mega congregations and all of this and getting people and they can do all this and have a good feel good, but their own city, other people in that city are suffering. I know that's not the Holy Spirit. He don't think like that. I know that is not kingdom government. He don't operate like that. In the kingdom government, everybody have equal access to wealth. Everybody have access in common. It's not based on your race, creed, color, or some jacked up laws that's been passed. Everybody have access. And I say this to uh, 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 native born blacks all the time. Instead of trusting the government, this government, what, what you should do is exchange, repent, change the way you think, become a citizen of the kingdom of heaven through the process of regeneration by acknowledging Yeshua and what he did when he came here to this earth to restore us back to our position of righteousness as well as give us our dominion back and you'll be able to not only make it but be very successful in what you're doing because you have severed the secular government as your source and made a government that never run out of resources your source. That's what, that's what they, they asked me, what you doing to, to do this? I said, first of all, I'm born again. I'm, I'm, I'm a son of Elohim. I'm a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. And my resources, that's where I get my resources from. And all this stuff the father's using, he just used that to get resources to me. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't worry. I'm not concerned about all of that. That's not my problem. I, I acknowledge the Shabbat, not a day, but a covenant. I celebrate the covenant of peace, protection, and provision, recognizing and acknowledging that there is a covenant that was established before man was created for the sole purpose of ensuring that his family always have provisions provided. Always, always, always. It's not a religious ritual we go through. And everything we teach is based on kingdom concepts. So while folk arguing about Saturday and Sunday on the Gregorian calendar, a solar calendar, uh, we just stick with the uh, lunar calendar and what the scriptures say and whatever that seven day fall on, we celebrate. Period. Period. <laughs> Thank you so much. I think I've, I've spoken to hearts right now in terms of those the Holy Spirit are drawing unto him 
uh, just receive him. You know what I mean? You don't have to go through no, no ABC prayer or no K5 prayer, anything like that. Uh, you just acknowledge where you are. Change the way you think. Holy Spirit will come into your presence right where you are and regeneration will take place. The next thing you need to do is make sure that you hook to a school of thought that teaching the government of the king. Love you much. Appreciate you much. 